Hi, and welcome to KLE. This is the KLE Podcast with Sean Smith, and uh, we are in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Zone, and uh, this is where we work to develop a kingdom mindset. We trust in God for a generation of people, a generation of believers that will have a kingdom mindset in living and, and in leading specifically. You know, something that really struck me over the years is how fathers have been totally, de uh, what is the word, degenerated, de uh, anyway, you know what I mean, put down, <laughs> I can't think of the word right now, um, but fathers have been attacked, you know, and, and have been minimized in society. There's a constant attack on the patriarchal kind of spirit, the father spirit. And yet, you know, when the fathers are not manifested or revealed and when there are no fathers doing their, fulfilling their responsibility, doing their duty, being fathers and doing the fathering, we see how it affects society. We see how it affects families, how it affects the next generation specifically. Fathers are crucial, but I want to say moms and dads, both their fathers and mothers are crucial. The balance of the family and uh, the fathers and mothers coming and, uh, and investing into the next generation is absolutely crucial to the development of the next generation and the generations thereafter. When, when uh, parents... And specifically when fathers are taken out of the equation, it affects generations of children afterwards. So it's interesting that what's in the spiritual is in the natural. What's in the natural is in the spiritual as well. And so we've seen way too many leaders who do not, in fact, reveal the heart of the father to the bride of Christ. We don't have enough moms and dads. We don't have enough maturity to nurture the next generation spiritually. So what is the problem that we have in the natural is a problem that we actually have in the spiritual as well. And I think the problem that we have in the spiritual is being manifested in the natural. And so there is this real need for us to begin to see moms and dads rising up who will begin to nurture the family of God into maturity. Jesus, the Bible says, came as a son. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And Jesus didn't come and reveal a religion. He didn't come and reveal a denomination or an organization. He didn't come and reveal a institution. He came and revealed the Father. It was interesting um, in the Amplified Version, but when I typed in Father, 
Just in the book of John alone, the word Father appears 171 times. There was such a focus. John brought such a focus to the Father. And being lived out through the Son, Jesus himself. And Jesus, I mean, if you go and read the book of John again, the Gospel of John, and see how many times he talks about the Father and re revealing the Father. He said to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What he was basically saying is, I represent and I reflect the heart of the Father in everything that I do. Sadly, across the world, over the past 39 years, or 40 years that I've actually been involved in ministering to people, it's been, especially in the past 10, past decade, when God began to reveal to me what is actually going on and, and how leaders are actually treating the body of Christ. And you don't see the heart of a father. They are, they, they are in cases of... The father's heart, but most of the time men are building building empires and building their own their own name and honoring their own name and building their own kingdoms instead of building the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is about father and sons. You know, one John chapter three, verse one, it says, Think how much the Father loves us. He loves us so much that he lets us be called his children as we truly are. And that is in the CEV um, translation. But he says, again, this is John now writing in the letter of John, and he says, think how much the Father loves us. He loves us so much that he lets us be called his children. Isn't that amazing? Not just called his children, he says, as we truly are. God, God the Father sent Jesus to the earth to make the way for us so that we can be called the sons or the children of God. We have this privilege now that we are the children and the sons of God because he loved us so much. And the, and the church and, and the world has a such a dysfunctional, warped concept of God. He has not been represented as father to this generation, to the world. In fact, all, what's been represented is, is that he's some kind of hype. You know, he's some kind of, of um, glory trip. It's some kind of celebrity. And father is not that. He's a father. He's a father of a family, and, and he loves us so much he's given us the right and the privilege to be called his children because he loves us. And what, what has happened is, you know, let me put it to you this way. The one thing, you know, my father didn't have a father, so he didn't know how to father. I mean, he was great. He was my hero, but he, he really wasn't involved in my life to the measure that 
He could have been and should have been. But it was enough for me, for me, because God took care of that. But, you know, when I had sons, I suddenly realized that I didn't know how to father. And so I began to search the scriptures and, and began to study the Bible and find out how to be a father. Because God arrested my heart one day. And I heard a, a story about a son who was a pastor whose father passed away. And he was, his father was a pastor of a little church in, in a downtown um, area. And just a little church. And uh, he had to go and do the funeral for his father. And, and he was telling the story about how he went to this little church. And when he walked in, he wanted to spend some time in, in the church, in this little church. Sort of just, you know, spend time thinking about his dad, etc. before the funeral the next day. And when he walked in, he fell over something, and and uh, and it was dark, so he couldn't see. And he fell over something again. And when his eyes adjusted, there was young people laying, young men and women laying all over the floor, all down the aisle, all in front at the altar, between the seats. Young people had come from all over the country, who his father had, whose lives he had touched. Through his ministry, and and not just through his ministry, but through his heart. And um, when I heard that, it affected me so deeply, because I realized how much I hadn't been fathered not not naturally, and not not spiritually, definitely not spiritually. I, you know, and and i began to weep before god and i said god you know we need this i i i'd never i'd never heard anything like this all i'd heard heard it was how to preach from the pulpit and and you know you got to preach the word and and you know you got to stand up and you got to be strong in the pulpit and and, uh, and work that that gift that god's given you and I, <laughs> I did all those things and yet there was something missing in in everything and and then when i heard this i realized and and I heard the voice of God saying, I'm going to restore this to the to the body of Christ. And this was back in 1995. And and I was like, I was overwhelmed with 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 that word, you know. And of course, I went and shared it with some pastors, and they immediately, you know, rejected the whole concept and said, No, you just want to be controlling. Anybody that says they, you know, I said, but God wants to restore fathers to that, to the to the church, to the house of God. And he's rejected. I didn't understand what that meant, you know, but it was like, this is a controlling spirit, you know. So I, I put it one side, but I held it in my heart and, and really began to seek God on it. And over the years, God began to reveal more and more about this to me. And I realized that as leaders, we... We need to bring the heart of the Father to people. We've got to begin to show them again how much He really loves them. How much He really loves people, but not, not in the churchy way, but with the heart of the Father. You see, son, if you haven't been a son, you don't know how to be a father. That's really the truth. 
And we need to get to the place again where we understand our sonship before the Father, but also we grow up and mature in Him to become nurturing moms and dads. In 1 John chapter 2, John says this in verse 12. He said, I'm writing to you little children or believers, dear ones, because your sins have been forgiven for His name's sake. This is from the Amplified Version. You have been pardoned and released from spiritual debt through His name because you have confessed His name, believing in Him as Savior. Verse 13, I'm writing to you fathers, those believers who are spiritually mature because you know Him who has existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men, those believers who are growing in spiritual maturity because you have been victorious and have overcome the evil one. I've written to you children, those who are new believers those spiritually immature, because you have come to know the Father. I'm, I've written to you, fathers, because you have, you know him who has existed from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and vigorous, and the word of God remains always in you, and you have been victorious over the evil one by accepting Jesus as Savior. So you can see distinctly he addresses three categories of people in the church, three categories of maturity. And one is, first he writes to the dear ones, and that's technon, he writes to everybody. But then he says, I write to you fathers. In another translation, it says you spiritual moms and dads. In the Amplified, it goes on to say, who are spiritually mature, because you know him who has existed from the beginning. And then he writes again in verse 14, I've written to you, fathers or mom, spiritual moms and dads, because you know him who has existed from the beginning. You, and the word know there is in intimacy. You know him. You know the father. You know him. And therefore, you can manifest him. You see, without a family, a family mindedness, without a family culture within the church, we don't nurture people in in growth into maturity. We nurture people into con, our, our our programs and our, our constitution, you know, into our denomination, into positions and into titles, and but we don't nurture them into growth into maturity, so they can become moms and dads. In fact. You know, Hebrews chapter 5 says, when by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word. You're not skilled in the word of righteousness. It goes on the basic foundational stuff. And that teaching is not preaching as in from pulpit. We need to change this concept. This, this teaching there is the, the ability to nurture people. And see, fathers come and moms and dads come in three, uh, with three ways. They model, they um, mentor, they build relationships through mentoring, and they, and they then instruct and use words if necessary. So the instruction is, is first on the basis of how they reveal the heart of the father. Father, pater, means the one who sustains and supplies, the source. It means to be a model and a mentor, pater. 
And as leaders, that's the heart that we've got to be revealing. I began to see that as God began to deal with me about fathering and fathers in the in the in the family of God in the in the body of Christ, I began to realize is that you know fathers are more interested in seeing their children growing up and becoming greater than them. They always set a platform for the next generation to be greater, do greater works. Jesus said that to his disciples. He said, I've got to leave and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and you're going to do my works and greater than the works that I've done, you're going to do. How many leaders do you hear doing that? Most leaders want the greater works for themselves or they want people to do works that that will exalt them or promote them or make their ministry or their church. And, and, you know, and you can use all the words and say, well, it's not my church. But yes, it is. As long as you have ownership and as long as you're not releasing people to, to actually build on your platform, it's yours. It's, it's, it's really yours. But Jesus had that heart of a father. And that's why he could, within three years, develop 12 men. Well, one bombed out on him, but he could develop those 11 so that they could carry and impact the world afterwards. Jesus really revealed the heart of the Father to his disciples. The question is, what are we revealing? And it's not just the pastors, it's not just the prophets, they all, they definitely, elders need to be revealing the heart of the Father. If anything, if anything they do, they need to be revealing the heart of the Father. I want to say apostles need to actually be creating the environment where, where the Father's heart is actually being inspired, ignited in, in men and women again, so that they, they carry it into their families. Because that's what I began to realize is that, is that I have to be, I, I, you know, within me is God's given me these, this, my sons, and, and my job is to reveal the heart of the Father to them, to manifest the heart of the Father to them. I might not get it all right, but that has got to be the attitude. That's got to be the mind. That's got to be the heart. And it took me a lot to learn, and now I'm, I'm teaching the things that I've learned because I really want to see a generation grow up to become moms and dads who can, who can manifest the Father, who are not building ministries, who are not building their churches, but who are building a generation, releasing a generation, who will manifest the heart of the Father to a generation. We need, we need those spiritual moms and dads again in, in the house of God. Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11. He says, For you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you, just as a father does in dealing with his own children, guiding you to live lives of honor, moral courage, and personal integrity, worthy of the God who saves you and calls you into his own kingdom and glory. This is what the kingdom is about. It's about family. And it's about us, you know, it's about a, gener a generation maturing. We need to grow up. We need to stop sitting and wanting more messages. And, and you know, and I'm not saying the word is not important. The word is important. The, the, the learning, the growing is important. But growing is the most important. Maturing into the image of Christ 
being like him so that we begin to give the heart of the father if whether you're a teacher whether you a mom or dad at home whether you are you know working in a in a corporate situation if you're a leader if you're a ceo if you're a managing director if you're a manager if you're just a businessman uh, entrepreneur that has you know some staff Maybe you're a landscaper or, or you're a you know, construction guy. Whatever it is, is that is your, your, your spiritual responsibilities to grow up and, and manifest, reveal, and represent the Father, the Heavenly Father. Because that's what the, this generation needs to see. They do not need to see our programs, our organizations, our institutions, our buildings. They're sick of that stuff. They're sick of our... Our, our meetings, and, and they want the heart of the Father. They want to know that they are loved. They want to know that how much the Father loves them. They don't know it, but that's what they, they need to know. Because the kingdom is built on that. That's what Jesus came and revealed when he came preaching the kingdom of God. As we give way to the love of the Father, we give way to the rule of God. As we submit to the love of the Father, we're submitting to the rule of God. And so we need parents in, in that sense. We need moms and dads in the house of God to not, to not come with their fancy, you know, boy, I mean, there's some crazy, crazy stuff going on in the church. And, you know, sometimes I just want to say to everybody, stop. And let's just see the fathers, the young men, and the children again. That's the order of God right there. There's fathers, young men, and children. Moms and dads. The young the young who, who are vigorous and strong, who have the word of God remaining in them, who are victorious over the evil one. Not just by amplified says by accepting Jesus as Savior. I, I believe it's even more than that. They go from victory to victory, from faith to faith, as they, as they, they are the ones that that are vigorous and energetic and have the the energy and the strength to to press in and and break things open and you know do do incredible things, exploits in the name of the Father. And then the babies who need to be nurtured, but who is nurturing them? One man standing in a pulpit on a Sunday, one man doing a Bible study cannot nurture them. We need moms and dads who do the nurturing. Moms and dads who don't reflect themselves, but reflect the heart of the Father, who represent Him to this nation and this generation. We've seen a generation of fathers disappear right now. The media, the you know, the social groups, everything is against anything that it looks like fathering. That looks like male. Male is being attacked right now. But we need to grow up into maturity and take our place regardless. Stand for something or fall for anything. Stand for the fathers in the house of God. We need to start seeing moms and dads. Who represent the Father. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, 
this is your this has to be your goal your objective is to grow up so that you can reveal the father and so tonight i want to to invite you back to the heart of the father i want you to invite you back to the love of the father the father that jesus revealed not the god that religion reveals but the heart of the father that jesus reveals I want to invite you back to his heart, back to your father and my father, the father who loves us, who loves us so much that he gives us the right to be called and to be made and to become his children, to become his sons and daughters. I want to challenge you in that tonight because this generation needs you to come back to the father So that you know the Father's heart. So that you can represent the heart of the Father. That you can represent the Father in whatever area of life, society you find yourself in. This is what it means to be spiritual. This is what religion fights. (laughs) They want... they. They killed Jesus because of this. They still do. They fight you. Because they don't want to lose their positions and their titles. They don't want to lose their hierarchical thinking. We need a kingdom mindset. And the kingdom mindset is, I and my Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Not if you've seen me, you've seen my ministry. If you've seen me, you've seen my great works. Or my great gifting. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. It's the Father that does the work. In us. Through us. For this generation. Come back to the heart of the Father. Come into intimacy with the Father. He's calling us today. Calling into maturity. He's calling a generation and saying. Where are the moms and dads. The spiritual mature ones. Who know me from the beginning. Who know me from the beginning. We are the fathers that, and moms and dads who will exhort and encourage and implore my children. Guiding them to live lives of honor and moral courage and personal integrity. See, that kind of stuff. You don't just preach. I spoke to somebody the other day. Well, the other day, about two years ago. And he said, I preached on um, accountability. I said, but that's not, that's not how you do it. You know, leaders mentor. Leaders hold people accountable. They walk in the relationship for accountability. They don't just preach about it. You know, it's, it, we seem to palm off our, our responsibility by, because we preached about it. But we've got to live this stuff. We've got to live it in our relationships. And, and we've got to go through the mud. We've got to go through the difficulties. We've, we've got to work through the influence to, to reach their hearts and their lives and their souls. Not with preaching in their face and condemnation and, you know, I'm preaching the gospel to you. You see, we've got to live this stuff first. And then we can open our mouth and talk and preach. Preaching is not shouting from a pulpit. Preaching 
is we're going to live in. Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples. Oh, my word. You know, I think next time I should just talk about that next Tuesday. What does discipleship and mentoring actually mean? Because, you know, we, we've, we, we've, we're missing the mark on this. We need to sit and, and invest, give people time and sacrifice for them. This next generation, I'm telling you, that's what they need. That's what they need. If you need to chat about this, if you got any questions or if you want to hook up a conversation with me sometime and, and talk about, you know, your relationship with the Heavenly Father, then give us a shout, drop us an, a message, Sean P. Smith, that's S-H-A-U-N-P, Smith, S-M-I-T, at gmail.com. Or leave me a note on, on our website, Kingdom Leadership Equipping. And I'll get back to you. I love to talk to people. I talk to, to men and women all over the, the world about their walking in their sonship before their father. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me tonight. God bless you. And remember, the father loves you.